Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super Ooh. important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to anchor.fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today is day nine. Ten. Day ten of the 100 days of AOM Q&A, where we take your questions and answer them to the best that we can. And today's show is brought to you by audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Go there to get your free audiobook on us. It's free. It'll change your life. I promise you. Read your stuff. Uh, if you're new here, welcome. We have 200 plus episodes about all sorts of different topics. Season one is a totally highly produced podcast. Go check it out. It has a free workbook. We love you. We love your relationships. We love ourselves. <laughs> uh, go, so go check it out. But this is 100 days of Q's and A's, and we do four things every 100 days of Q's and A's. That's right. We pray. Mm-hmm. We share a past gratitude. We do a review of the day, and when we answer your questions, which mm-hmm. can go forever, which is so fun. That's right. So, so I'll pray today. Yes, go. I thought you were Please, saying more. to uh, the Lord. <laughs> Dear Lord, thank you so much for all of the blessings that you have given us. God, I pray that you help us see the highest version of ourselves and bring that into the world to share light and love and joy and happiness and all of the wonderful hippie things. In your name we pray. Amen. I love hippie things. God, a hippie. Yeah. You ever seen him? He had long hair and a beard <laughs> and a robe and sandals. We can't comprehend <laughs> what the creator is. Okay. Yesterday, I'm thankful for... Why don't you go? Because you have it on your hand and I don't have one. Oh, I'm th- I couldn't read it. Um, I am thankful for your the chocolates and the note you gave mm. me. You get me chocolates regularly mm-hmm. from Bakery Nouveau and That's right. uh, Birian. And they're so good. The Oh gosh! And uh, but you wrote me this really cute note in your cursive, which I love. Cursive. I know I am bad I at cursive, cursive, but I thought you would like it because it might remind you of persuasion or sense and sensibility. It's very cute, and, and I appreciate stuff. it. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for thanking me. I am thankful for oh geez the time that you spend with the kids and the fun mom that you are and your patience. You have a way of bringing it down because I don't 
take no bull crap from the kids. I'm a downer. You, <laughs> you're a Debbie downer. And I thank you for that because it balances out, which is good. So thank you for that. Okay. Review you're of the day. You're welcome. I will read it today, which we don't have. Oh, up. goodness gracious. Right when it did that. I am so snarry. Snarry? <laughs> sorry for sniffing so into things. I listened okay. back yesterday and it was super loud. Five stars. Nality. Natalie McDonald. Amazing podcast. I'm a therapist and recently married. This podcast has helped me in so many ways. I've been listening since the very beginning of the show. Amazing tools for relationships. Refreshing authenticity. I love it. Thank you, Natalie. When we get uh, reviews from other therapists because it helps me to be like, okay, I'm not super far out in left field. I'm not going nuts here. And it's it's really refreshing to Mm -hmm. uh, get reviews from that community. It's really fun to find out that like other counselors and stuff use our our show as a resource that recommend it's, it's the show so yeah. awesome so thank you for that and her name was natalie donald not mcdonald so thank you for that review Sorry. if you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast we would love it if you would okay we'll read it on the show all right questions diving in if you guys also have questions or comments put them in the feed go please um my husband grew up in a home where boys don't cry so sharing emotions and feelings are very challenging for him i'm a very emotional person and feel everything and grew up with a dad and a brother who wear their hearts on their sleeves so it's hard for me to understand why my husband struggles with how to be emotionally available for me as well as himself i tend to get upset with him because i need his support but he doesn't know how wondering if you have any insights on how to help each other thank you yes that's a great question and i do have insight because growing up in the south in the 80s and early 90s, everybody was a tough guy. Everybody was a redneck. And you white-knuckled everything, and you just got through it. And you got made fun of if you cried or anything. And that doesn't really produce emotionally strong men, right? Or emotionally healthy. Emotionally healthy men. And that's how I grew up, right? Always feeling that tension. So understand that more likely than not, I don't know your husband, but he is feeling that internal tension of we, I think we're built to share, we're built to talk, we're built to be in community. And when that isn't, when that is frowned upon in certain cultures, then the person who is suffering from that still feels the tension of like, oh, I want to share. And that usually comes out in irritability and anger and frustration. But it's not, it, we don't know where to, to direct it. And that's called toxic masculinity, Right. Because you're feeling that tension and you're caught in between. I want to share, but nobody around me is allowing me to share. And then I don't even know how to share. So when we get married, typically the women are more emotionally available and are more apt and used to, more more comfortable, quite frankly, with sharing. And it's, it's felt like at times, like every single time you ask me, what am I thinking? I'm like... Zero, nothing. I don't know. Why are you asking? Mm-hmm. Right? And it makes me feel like whatever. But... You want that, and sometimes women can really push and pursue that. And if I'm, if you're pursuing something that I'm inherently uncomfortable with, don't know how to do, and really think negatively about, then I'm going to distance more and more and more, mm-hmm. right? So I would encourage you. Well, okay, now I've talked for a minute. I want you to encourage the wife in how to help the husband in ways that you've helped me. Well, the way there's an analogy that keeps coming to my mind, and I thought of this yesterday when I was reading that question, um, is it's so think of this culturally, we are taught, excuse me, as women to sort of be the uh, emotional, to have our emotional feelers out all the time, our relation or relational feelers. We're taught, Mm -hmm. we are taught to like carry baby dolls and think about other people and worry what they are feeling. Mm -hmm. Men aren't, they're taught to be like, play with a Superman toy and drive a truck and like all that stuff. So there's a whole 
there's a whole educational sort of cultural side of it. Mm -hmm. But then on the other side of it, um, because so for example, as a woman, I did not learn from my father how to change out an engine in a car, but my brothers did. Right. My brothers in high school changed out. Did you want to do that though? Did you have an interest? I would have. Yeah, I would have liked it. Mm. I always was tinkering in the garage and playing with things and making things. But Mm -hmm. I think uh, that's a whole different conversation. But I, it wasn't something that was like considered important at all. Mm. So I don't know how to change the engine out in a car. I don't know how to do anything in a car mm-hmm. at all other than drive it. Mm. I can drive a stick shift though. So give oh, me yeah. that credit. Um, but so it would be like my, if like this sort of trying to relate this emotional concept of my husband doesn't wear his heart on his sleeve. He doesn't share with me. Why doesn't he, he doesn't know how. Mm-hmm. And it would be like Seth saying to me, why aren't you changing the engine out in the car? Come on, Melanie. I really mm-hmm. need you to, mm-hmm. I need you to change out the engine for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like holding all the tools going, what right and i'm but i'm like okay seth's telling me i need to learn how to change out the engine in this car but i'm standing there going i don't even know where i would start so maybe you can ask some better questions it would have helped me if you asked better questions instead of like what are you thinking hey what are you feeling i don't know i'm sitting here i'm not thinking anything kind of thing it would it would help me to have you be vulnerable and say you know sometimes i think that well, I don't know. I can't really think of an example right now, but lead you lead with that vulnerability, and then you just ask me, can you tell me, or are you, you're going to ask open-ended questions, which there is a difference, closed-end and open-ended questions, and you can say, tell me what you think about being married and like, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know, the structure of marriage and my role and your role. Mm-hmm. That's, a, well, that's an open-ended question. Let you me... know, wh- hey, what are you thinking? Nothing. Well, let me... Uh... That's a close-ended question. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Um, I think uh, that it says... You're not emotionally available It right says, now. my husband struggles with how to be emotionally available for me as well as himself. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I would do is clarify what, that, what are your needs emotionally that you're wanting him to fulfill. Mm-hmm. Clarify that first. So if you're saying, I want my husband to talk about my day with me. Mm-hmm. That's that's at least a starting point. So if Seth were to say, Melanie, I need you to change out the engine in this car, but let's start with changing the oil, mm. right? Let's start with step one, basic, a basic thing. Just let's get some knowledge about the engine. We don't need to change the whole thing out right now. We need to start learning the parts of the engine, what goes where, why it does what it does, how it works with the other parts of the engine. Mm-hmm. So I would say that something that might be really helpful is clarifying for yourself as the wife, what is the emotion of the emotional availability that I actually want from my husband and where is the simplest place to start. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's just that at the end of a long day, our kids have been climbing on me all day and I feel really stressed out and emotionally I need him to just know that. Yeah, or or just to listen. And it said he struggles with being emotionally available for himself. If if I don't have something, I can't give it to Melanie. Like that example, Mm -hmm. if she needs 20 bucks and I only have 10, I cannot give her 20 bucks. I can give her what I have, but Mm -hmm. anything over that... <laughs> kids, kids are sliding a note. Hey, Devin. Good morning. Um, Hattie says hey to Coraline. Uh, Talks cute. about it all the time. So, um, okay, let's let's move on to the next question because there's a bunch of them. What Ready? is going on? Over the past several years, our once close extended family has been slowly fraying. Due to having young kids, my family unit hasn't been as flexible as we used to be, and it feels like our larger family has resented it, and we've been isolated. Family trips and long weekends have taken place without us being invited. Though one-on-one interaction and larger arguments we've repeated, we've addressed repeatedly, 
the behaviors that have hurt us, but they have not changed. We feel like there is no recognition of wrongdoing on their part. Do you have any advice for us? Ooh, this one's hard. We get a lot of family of origin in-law mm. questions quite often. So, okay. This is a really tough one. What are your boundaries with your husband and your wife or whoever is writing this question? What are the boundaries? What do you guys want to have as structure as we'll do this? We won't do that. We're going here. We're not going there kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You guys be on the same page. I'm looking at you right now. Okay. What? I said, okay. Um, You guys be on the same page and then let everything trickle down from that. And... um, I th- so what I think when I hear this question is yeah. that, and this is something that we are currently dealing with, mm-hmm. um, is that when, so regardless, so let's say you have kids, having kids is a challenge. Having kids is noisy and fun and crazy and loud and all of those things. And it changes how people function together. Hold on one second. Mariner, stop. <laughs> Thank you. I yell at my kids. Um, and so <laughs> when you have, when, you, when your dynamic changes, some people accept it and some people don't. Uh, when you have a, make a choice that changes a dynamic, like we're going to live in a different city or going to go to college or mm-hmm. we're going to not have kids, some people don't like that. So the choices that you make as a couple will sometimes rub people the wrong way. And sometimes you can never make it better. And Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you can't have good and healthy relationships with those people. Sometimes it's all about expectation. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, okay, let's get real. Getting real? Uh, So we go to South Carolina every year. It's an enormous expense on our part. It's our only vacation, and we go to the same place every year. We do it because we value the family that's over there. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, we don't see them, and we don't have a relationship with them. So we have taken sort of the step forward to say we're going to financially take this burden on like i mean the financial burden of it it's like yeah we've accepted okay well this is the 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 price this is the price we pay to stay in relationship right in a way that's that's worth it and we're not going to be all like weird and butthurt but what we can't do and what we've fallen into the trap of sometimes momentarily is why don't they come out here why don't they help pay why Mm -hmm. don't they do this why don't they do that if we just talk to them they'll feel this if we just explain it they'll do that they won't Mm -hmm. and that's fine that's okay Mm -hmm. and you can be strong in that and be okay with that Mm -hmm. their idea of what you're doing might not line up with what you're actually is that your phone i'm gonna i told you to turn that off just turn the thing off Go. <laughs> Dang it's a, it's a, uh, um, so it, that is something I would say is that you're never going to change their mind mm-hmm. with the words that you say. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that I think might have an impact is by the behavior that you exhibit mm-hmm. and that it is loving and kind and generous even when they're mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that, of course, does not mean that they're welcome to like do really harmful things to right. you or intentionally And that's where the things. boundaries, yeah. that's where the boundaries come in. Like, okay, we just sold our house. Our parents were weird about it at first and they're okay. But then also Melanie's parents have been kind of weird, but they live two seconds away. They so might be a, watching too. Hi, mom. <laughs> so that's a different dynamic mm-hmm. about things. And it's like, okay, we, we're not doing this to hurt anybody's feelings. Mm-hmm. This is the best choice for, for us. So mm-hmm. I, when I was saying at the top of this question, Take it, be on the same page with your spouse, sorry, <laughs> be on the same page with your spouse, and then let it go down river from there. Mm-hmm. We're on the same page. We want to do this. We think it's a good choice. Mm-hmm. Other people might not. That's okay. Yeah. We're not 
weird or butt hurt, and yeah. you just kind of go through it. And sometimes it takes a long, a long couple of weeks or months or mm-hmm. whatever. Well, and it, and I also want to say too, there is a thing to say about being optimistically strong about it. That was a concept or an idea that I came up with months ago, where it was like we need to have a strong optimism um, f- for our our relationship moving through these things. Otherwise, what we focus on expands. They didn't invite us. Uh, they're not mm. going to pay. Uh, but that hurts, though. It's it does not, it's hurt. Not a, it's not a, uh, that really hurts. You're like, w- w- I don't understand that. Why mm. is that? But then you just have to talk about it with your spouse and mm-hmm. try to be on the same page. You know, was it something that you guys have done where you said, you know, was it like, well, I'm not going there. You can go without me. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you have a previous argument about it? Yeah. And people's feelings got hurt. Sometimes it's really important to be like, I am sorry mm-hmm. for this. And I made a mistake. And I know that's kind of what you were asking your in-laws to do. And if they don't, still, you got to be on the same page yeah. with your spouse and trickle down from mm-hmm. there. Okay. Yeah. I just think on. it's, you're almost never going to change their opinion about it, which is unfortunate, but I think it's true. Um, so, yeah, that's hard, but we've been there. Okay. I don't know which one you want to read. We have two more, and I think they're too long. So, okay, let's, let's Hold shift on. to this some says, of these comments. The, uh, it says, my husband is kind of the opposite, which is really tough, too. He is super emotional about everything. I'm more one-worded kind of a... Oh, wait. I'm more one-worded kind of thing. He asks me all the time, what are you thinking? Are you okay? Or my favorite, what's wrong? When I'm literally just watching TV. Sometimes I get so frustrated with how emotional he is. How do you find balance in the, on the other side of things? And then it says, I catch myself thinking, gosh, why does he have to be such a girl? Brittany, mm. I'm going to come and smack you. You don't say, why does he have to be such a girl? Girls bring every human into this planet. Oh, I'm so mad. Oh, you got me mad. She's um, not really mad, but I kind that, of am. That, that is kind of a, that is a diss. That's like saying, uh, so th- th- there's these things called microaggressions, and that is a microaggression thinking like, okay, oh, don't be such a girl. Girls can't handle things. Girls can't. Bring it? No, that's not true. Girls mm-hmm. bring it all the time. So yeah, rephrase um, that. Okay, hold on. I want to go back to. But I, I want to talk about that. So it says um, this one or yeah, that, that one. Okay. Um, so finding balances, you have to. I think this goes all directions for everything. Um, so if you imagine like a tree, the tree is a tree. It's got leaves on all the sides and sticks and branches and all that stuff. If we are asking our partner to just be one half of that tree, like I like just the front part of the tree. I don't like the back part. Like think about what you're asking. Please be emotional, but not too emotional. Mm-hmm. Like let them be the whole thing and figure mm-hmm. out how to deal with that well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we need to have healthy boundaries. If he's asking you all the time if something is wrong, maybe that means you're presenting as if something is wrong. So I used to do that often to Melanie. Yes, and sometimes she would she literally would present as just you know, like nothing, you know, and I don't know what that was about. I tended to read into it and like, well, Well, and you should have, I was, your face looks not happy, but, and it, and I would tell him nothing is wrong, but really something would be wrong. And I would be like, I'm not going to tell him what's wrong. Like it was not healthy what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't see that if someone is saying, Hey, something looks like a little off. Is everything okay? That's a bid for connection. Someone is saying, "I want to connect with you." Ah. I feel like I'm. I feel like we're not connecting right now. Mm-hmm. But what I was say, what I was taking from that is, he thinks I'm stupid. He thinks something's what you wrong would with take, me. It, you have often said, um, you you would say things like. 
<laughs> kid is sliding the a kid note is sliding under the, the door. Note back. <laughs> what you would say is like, can I just be? Yeah. Can I, can't you just like, let me be? And, I'm well, like, and let me talk well, to that okay, for yeah, one that's second. that's true. Let me say something about that. Think about how selfish that statement is. What? I'm bothering you? Just leave me alone. Let me, let me be myself. I don't care how you feel mm. about what I'm doing, although we're married. Right. And we're in relationship. And this kind of stuff gets, I think, more pronounced and more important to understand when you have kids. And you realize your kids are going to treat you like you treat your p- partner. Mm. And then you're going to be like, don't do that to me. Although you have spent 10 years doing that to your husband. Yep. That's a and really requiring them to get concept. over it and to let me just be and whatever. So I don't know. There's a lot to say in there. Mm-hmm. But. Um, let's see. Be respectful of your husband and talk to him about it. Please don't. An- <laughs> <laughs> Please don't announce that. On someone. someone wrote that. Uh, let's see. Okay. I think it's, it's all about um, accepting and working positively and optimistically in that acceptance, if that makes sense. Seth is not overly emotional on certain things, and he is on other things, and I have to accept yeah. that and work with it well. Um, but telling them, telling him that he's bad for doing that is not going to be helpful, uh, just like him telling me that I was bad for certain things wasn't helpful. Right. Um, it's acceptance and kind of moving forward. Okay, let's see. One more question. Let's, I'm a- still, let's do that one. Do you have any insight on how to start using the Enneagram for self-growth? Yes. Yes, I do. Go to EnneagramInstitute.com. Take the test. I think the one that I took was like 15 bucks. It gives you an entire printout. You can read that, read it over and over and over. Then listen to podcast. Ian Crom or Crone, C-R-O-M or N, I don't remember, has a really cool podcast. And Melanie, can you speak just for briefly, because I want to make sure we have time, of the songs that you found? Oh, I, oh, I didn't find them. Aaron shared them. So mm-hmm. the, uh, what is it? Sleeping at Last podcast. And the artist has written songs about each number, except for nine. Nine isn't done yet, and I can't wait. And that's what I am. But um, these songs are, I mean, he has whole shows on how he wrote them. And he interviews Chris Huertz or Hewertz or whatever, um, who is an Enneagram coach. And it's really, really insightful. It helps you understand not only yourself, but the people around you who are these different numbers. Yes. But, when, but the question is, how do, you, how do you use the Enneagram for like self-growth? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it really, it is just reading a lot about each different number and learning. You can listen to our episodes about Enneagram we did with Justin and Meredith Boggs. So in the the, the printout, the assessment on EnneagramInstitute.com, just Google that, it gives you, oh, say, okay, say at a nine. So at, at a nine, nines are best when they give all these highlights and it gives the highlights. I'm like, yes, that is true. Nines are at their worst when worse means like triggered or just like irritable or whatever when they are xyz so the one thing that i really looked at was okay when it says that i'm at my worst i'm gonna look at all those and go how can i um, mitigate me being the worst what stressors are going on you know am i internalizing stuff am i looking at things the wrong way and i want to be aware of those so that is a really good self-awareness tool because the enneagram will tell you like yeah you mm-hmm. kind of suck when you are doing these things yeah when you're triggered this way so you can identify the triggers and then react to them differently which is super helpful yeah and i think too don't read that yet i think too one of the ways that it's helped me is understanding that sort of like the motivation behind things and when you read into the your number about yourself it makes you go oh my gosh like i'm mm-hmm. not some crazy insane weirdo who is whatever there's a whole like 
enormous amounts of people are just like me and somebody gets me. Right. And um, one of the beautiful things, I remember I did another personality test uh, back in undergrad or grad school and it it almost, it, I got really emotional when I read these things. Because, oh, yeah. Because, and then especially the Enneagram, which is a little more in-depth, I got really emotional because I was like, it gave me permission to kind of be okay with myself. Like, oh, this. Oh, yeah, that's it, a huge it, one. Um, uh, it, it, uh, it was oddly restful and reassuring, mm-hmm. and like it just felt like super kind of warm. That sounds, that sounds no, that's really, goofy, I guess. No, I think but, that's a really good way to say it, that yeah. it's an invitation to, to accept yourself. And I think that's really uh, a really helpful thing. And also, uh, someone is saying, reading about your spouse as well. And that's what I think. Like, we just did the test for our kids. We did the test for um, each other mm-hmm. and uh, ourselves, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it is so helpful to understand the motivation behind each different person in your life. And like, even going back to the, the first question about my husband is different than me, Enneagram types are all really, really different. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so valuable to understand, like, this person's motivation is that they want to feel loved and close to me all the time. But my mm-hmm. motivation is I want to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. So how do those clash? How do they work together? How can we make them work together when they clash? Mm-hmm. And it's just a, a really amazing tool, but it just takes time and reading and getting into it. Um, okay, one thing. So, okay, these last two comments here. Yeah, let's keep this cool. <clears throat> no judging. This is a Q&A thing. And um, I think it's really interesting as a therapist, as I read the comments, I can kind of see like, okay, Maybe people have more questions about this, or maybe they've been hurt this way or hurt that way. So we're going to keep it cool. We're going to keep it mm-hmm. respectful and totally awesome here. Yeah, Got we it? are being kind to one another. And yes, we are. Um, what, if you're not knowing why we're saying that, it's because we're live on Instagram and Facebook, and people are talking to one another. That's mm-hmm. why we're saying to keep it. Which nice. is cool. It builds community, mm-hmm. but we're keeping it cool. But I will. This is a total space to be like, yeah, we're chill. Email, email us private questions if you mm-hmm. want to. That's fine. But we are absolutely chill and we support every single one mm-hmm. of you. Where right you now. are on your journey. And I will say too, though, there's a couple things there where uh, I was I would always complain about Seth like forever. I'd be like, oh, he does this wrong. He does that wrong. See, he didn't do that. Ugh. And it was like garbage. It was like, oh, look at I can make good words or I could puke out garbage. Want to mm-hmm. see how much garbage I can puke mm-hmm. out about my husband? And what we focus on expands. So I was expanding my garbage vomit pile about Seth and I was never saying anything good about him. So I want to challenge you if you have those feelings. He's too emotional. He's too this. He doesn't that. He doesn't whatever. Listen to what you are saying about your own partner and challenge yourself to say more positive things. The more positive things and affirmations we bring about our partner, regardless of how different they are than us, um, the more that's going to be aware or present in our mind and we will begin to switch how we feel about them. Mm -hmm. If I just complain about the place I live or the things I do or my job, I'm just going to feel worse and worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. But if I start speaking beauty into it, if I start speaking the truth that Seth is wonderful and different and all that stuff, it's going to also change. So I want to encourage you every person out there who is listening to not say negative things about their partner as fun Mm -hmm. as it is and as hard as it is. Um, Well, not only negative, but um, processing. Like I think one, one, um, I think one of our folks was processing stuff and talking to their partner about it, which is cool. And, you know, Let's, but know. again, we want to just encourage everybody to stay mm-hmm. really positive about it, even if it's hard, because um, that's really, really important. And that's something I didn't know and took mm-hmm. made our journey take a thousand times longer. Yeah. Thanks, Brad. 
That's awesome. And Chrissy, I'm glad that you and your husband listened to the show. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Okay. Um, awesome. Thank you, Brittany. I've really been learning that on your podcast. I love the safe place you guys have created. Thank That's you. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. There's, um, there's, so I have, a, I have, and I say this all the time, and especially in the thera- therapy community, it's like, oh, this is a safe place in the law. And sometimes that sounds weird. Part of me, I guess, being from the South or, or the, the masculinity part of it is like, oh, a safe place. That's baby. But that is something that I have to don't wrestle be with. Ageist. <laughs> he just babies are oh, good baby. too. No, that's something that I wrestle with in my, in, you know, because if we feel like okay, this is a cool place to go, then we're going to be vulnerable. We're going to share stuff, and then we're going to grow, right? So, I, yeah, I don't have a problem with saying safe space or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's abuse sometimes because oh, I don't feel safe, and like what I just looked at you kind of thing, and that's you know people get weird about that, but that's not happening here. So. You yes. guys, thumbs up. Okay, we got to wrap it up because we got a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff to do today. We love you guys. Keep your questions coming. Hello at anatomyofmarriage.com. And one more takeaway, and then we're going to wrap it up. Uh-huh. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy marriage to get your free audiobook. I listen to them all the time. Melanie listens to them all the time, and they are awesome. Please go there. It's free. And all then right. tomorrow, we're going to be talking about how to deal with past hurts, things that haven't been dealt with yet, and how that impacts your relationship, and uh, and sort of how to get over past traumas or how to resolve them in your mind and that kind of thing. So join us tomorrow. We're going to be live on Facebook and Instagram. Please rate and review the podcast. We love you. Share it with your friends. Thank you for hanging out with us. All and right. have all an right. amazing day. Bye, guys. Bye.